Hello and welcome to the Fossil Huntress podcast. I hope you guys are all doing well. Today on the show, I thought we would visit British Columbia's iconic spirit bears. So wherever you are in the world, fly with me over to North America and up, up to Canada to her far western coast. And we're going to visit the sacred grounds of the Great Bear Rainforest, which covers 6.4 million hectares on BC's north and central coast. Because the Great Bear Rainforest takes up such a huge swath of British Columbia's coastline, there are many ways to approach it. And so this is one of those trips you'll want to plan and dream and think about how you're going to explore and how you're going to discover these iconic spirit bears. I recommend going to the Indigenous Tourism BC site, which is indigenousbc.com, and they have some very good suggestions. One of the routes you could consider is flying into Vancouver and then heading to Bella Bella and traveling by boat to Spirit Bear Lodge. They're in the heart of Great Bear Rainforest Country, and these are the ancestral lands of the Kitasu First Nations. So another option you have is to head to Campbell River on Vancouver Island and join up with Hamelco Tours, and they'll take you by boat across the Salish Sea to Butte Inlet. Another option is Sea Wolf Adventures, and they take you on a ferry from Vancouver Island where you'll drive north to Port McNeil and then you'll head over to the Great Bear Rainforest um, through Kwakwala or Kwagyuth First Nations Territory. So however you plan to get there, you'll want to make sure that you have comfortable hiking shoes and definitely rain gear. However you choose to travel, both the journey and your arrival will take your breath away. As you walk through British Columbia's Great Bear Rainforest, your footfalls are muffled by lush undergrowth, a crush of salal and fallen leaves and wood debris that make up this rich, fertile soil. In this temperate rainforest live some of the oldest and largest stands of timber on the planet. This is sacred ground, hallowed ground. The one could say that every footfall on earth is sacred. This feels different somehow, older and deeper. This is a forest that whispers secrets for those with ears to hear. It's in the language of the trees and streams and hidden within every bit of underbrush, every perfectly formed deer and western sword fern. And as you gently bushwhack your way through, your guide will teach you and encourage you to honor a leave no trace ethos. This is a massive woodland. And as you explore deeper, you move away from the sea and all you have around you are the beautiful trees. Each breath you take is filled with moist air mingled with the smells of decaying vegetation, fresh growth, new rain, and the deep earthy musk of fungi busily at work on the forest floor. The forest itself has a leave no trace mentality in part 
Every visible bit of life is a mix of old and new. The fungi breaking down the plant and animal remains and repurposing their life-giving nutrients. It is because of this that we find so few fossils within a rainforest. They're here, but not in the way we might think to look for them, at least not with our eyes in the macro world. Their lineage lives on at the micro level, bits and pieces embedded within the trees and animals and soil. They form this region's goutte de terroir, the taste and essence of an abiding woodland sphere. The animals that call this forest home live amidst multi-storied canopies of Sitka spruce, western hemlock, western red cedar, and Douglas fir. Each of these pillars of the forest are woven together by salal and lichen and a rich mycorrhizal network beneath the ground. The trees here talk to one another, using the fungal networks that connect individual plants and trees to help transfer water and carbon and nitrogen, life-giving nutrients and minerals from the earth to needle and leaf. You might think that planning a trip like this and walking through this forest takes a lot of time. It takes time to plan it and get your gear and make sure you stay warm, dry, fed, and safe. But a journey like this is not the destination, it's the experience, it's the planning, it's the travel, and it's the walking through. So exploring the Great Bear Rainforest doesn't take time, it gives time. It's here that you're walking through time, literally, each footfall retracing the steps and history of those that have come before you, each little upwell of dust, a mixture of all of them, little bits and pieces of their DNA and nutrients flowing with the earth and the air, both human and animal. As you explore deeper, you come across a vision so remarkable, it takes your breath away. Deep in this ancient forest where moss overflows every surface and wilderness abounds, lives British Columbia's spirit bears, Ursus Americanus Kermodi, and here they reign supreme. Spirit bears are a subspecies of American black bear, and they live in the central and north coast regions of British Columbia. And as we've learned, they're not always black. Some of them are rust and red and cinnamon and brown, and a few of their number are a lovely cream-tinged white that makes them look like they've been dusted with honey. There are roughly 650,000 black bears of all colors roaming around in our forest swamps and streams meaning that if you spend any amount of time in the wild, you'll likely run into them. Full grown, a black bear can run 48 kilometers an hour, 30 miles an hour, and they can smell food up to 32 kilometers or 20 miles away. With their excellent hearing, black bears usually know you're near well before you realize the same, and they take great pains to avoid you. 
So while most spend their days in the wilds of our province, far from the hum and thrum of civilization, those that do come in contact with humans often tend to want to check out our garbage and hiking supplies for tasty snacks. A free meal is a free meal. In British Columbia, we share our province with nearly half of all black bears and grizzly bears that reside in Canada. Both bear families descend from a common ancestor, Ursibus, a bear dog the size of a raccoon or a very fat cat who lived more than 20 million years ago. And it seems an implausible lineage given the size of their very large descendants. These intelligent, long-lived mammals hold a special place in our culture and in First Nation mythology in particular. They're celebrated in art and dance and song. Growing up on the north coast of Vancouver Island, I learned the Kokwala, the Kwagyu's First Nations word for black bear. It's a-e which is a beautiful poetic sound. And you meet them a lot in the forest if you're out picking huckleberries or walking along the coast, or if you're near a salmon spawning tree, they're there. The white of their number, the spirit bears, are not albinos, not in the purest sense. The coloring stems from a recessive mutant gene, which means that if they get two copies of that gene, it turns off or halts all melanin production. So the part that gives us color. So it doesn't halt all of it. Think of it as turning off the tap that gives the bears their beautiful brown and rust and cinnamon. These bears still have color in their skin and their eyes, but the result is a beautiful pale creaminess. As well as being celebrated in First Nation culture, they're celebrated as the official provincial mammal of British Columbia. Spirit bears live in the Great Bear Rainforest on our north and central coast, and this is home to many First Nations communities, in particular the Kitatsu, who call the spirit bear or Komodo bear Moskmol or white bear. And they have a legend that tells of Raven, Gooey, making one in every 10 black bears white to remind us of the time when glaciers blanketed the land, then slowly retreated. And with that thaw, it gave rise to the bounty we harvest and are thankful for today. <laughs>